Anticast listeners are reminded to refrain from consumption of hot beverages while listening to this podcast. Failure to comply may result in coughing, gagging, nasal expulsion, and damage to clothing and furniture and small domestic pets. Thank you and enjoy the show. Welcome, it's Anticast 44. What do you know? Two in a row. Dig it. It's Anticast! It's Anticast! It's the Anticast! Thank you, and welcome to AndyCast number 44. Hey, let's open the show with some celebrity news. So there's a lot of press uh, lately about uh, Britney Spears and uh, her shaving her head. People are saying it's mental illness or maybe it's just attention-seeking, but uh, no one's addressing the real, real reason. The crack research team here at the AndyCast News, we got you covered. We got the reason for the chromed dome on Mrs. Spears. Seems all this time married to K-Fed. She's got lice. Look at what watch the video. Uh, take a look at it and just watch. Watch how she's shaving that that check it out. You'll see. Anyways, we have a great show and let's hope you like it. Let's get on with the show. Hey you. Yeah, you. Come here. I'm Charles from Desperate Husbands, and I got some goods I want to show you. Get them while they're hot. I mean, why I still have them? They're the Andycast, an uninformed biography. Yeah, yeah, I got the whole lineup here, and you can have one too. They're done by some guy, PD Moss or something like that. You'll really enjoy them. You'll laugh till you stop. The Uninformed Biography Who knows how it really went down anyway The Uninformed Biography Who the hell knows how it went down anyway Hello and welcome once again to yet another Uninformed Biography. I'm your host, Pete Moss. There are those people whose names transcend their birth name. There's Ice Cube, Ice Tea, Vanilla Ice, Shaved Ice. All these people are associated with the newest form of urban music known in many circles as hip-hop. And who better than the whitest guy on the planet to bring the people's music to podcasting audience? I can only be referring to none other than Julian Smith of the In Over Your Head podcast. As this is Uninformed Biography, we will present a brief biography of Julian with absolutely no research nor any contact with him whatsoever and without his knowledge or consent. All Uninformed Biographies are presented for pure entertainment purposes and any information that is in fact correct is purely coincidental and unintentional. Any rebroadcast in full or in part without the consent of the Anticast podcast, though probably unlikely, is not a good idea anyway. And as always, please no wagering. So jam your earbuds one notch deeper, kick out the feet of the Barker lounger, top up a frosty mug of your favourite Canadian beer, 
and join us as we ferret out the real story behind the social media experiment that is Julian Smith. But Julian was born at a very early age and recalls very little of his early infancy. Born to crop-sharing farmers deep in the Arkansas woods, the so-called Smith family enjoyed a simple existence, growing and harvesting tobacco for Du Maurier. Head cook Martha Coke Stokes had this to say. That's a lovely one. See, that's, that's the street that we lived on. But I can't remember where. <laughs> I don't know why it looks like that. Everybody tells me it looks so different. Eh? To me, it's all just the same. That's enough, the both of you. If you're like me, I don't buy this Smith family name business any more than the rest of you. Fictitious records uncovered by this reporter indicate that the Smith family is really the Smith E family who immigrated from the U.S. in the late 1900s to avoid familial persecution and nasty name calling. It seems the surprise birth of a certain baby boy to the Smithy family created somewhat of a firestorm in rural Arkansas. The family was told that the child being carried by the young 16-year-old Mrs. Smithy was indeed a girl and suffering from a birth defect that showed she had a third arm precariously attached below her navel. Needless to say, shortly after Julian's birth, the sonogram technician was beaten to a pulp and subsequently fired. Returning home from the hospital with the surprise of a lifetime, the teenage Smithy parents were unsure what to do. It seems that once the word was out that the child was reported to be female and the name decided upon was Julianne, family and friends began to create and purchase gifts in expectation of a bouncing baby girl. Several pink frilly dresses with Julianne embroidered in pure gold thread came from Granny. Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben sent along an entire collection of Barbie dolls which to this day Julian has well hidden in an unlabeled box which he takes out on those really, really, really lonely frigid Quebec nights. Not wanting to insult the gift givers, the Smithy family decided to simply pretend the young boy was in fact a girl. Clad in one of the frilly pink dresses and a bright pink bow, Julian was poised to greet the world. As luck would have it, the ruse was not meant to be. It would seem that the young boy was quite fond of returning to his naked pre-birth state and with the skills to remove all of his clothing in the blink of an eye. A skill and a whore that Julian still possesses to this day. On this fateful day of reckoning for his parents, and with a room full of family and friends, Julian decided he was coming out of his clothing. In no time flat, Julian was gooing and gawing as naked as the day he was born. The gathered crowd gasped in horrific terror. Not only at the fact that they had been duped by the young smithy couple, but they also marveled at just how manly Julian was and at the so-called third arm attached below his navel. The Smithy parents were mortified from embarrassment and immediately packed all their belongings into a 1995 Ford Bronco and made a beeline north to Canada and ultimately settling in the city of Montreal. In order to obscure themselves from lawsuits and further persecution, they dropped the E from Smithy and simply became the generic Smith family, which they remain today. Julian, as he was now called, was haunted with the memories of his parents' deception for many years after starting grade school. His Barbie doll collection was an area of ridicule for his peers and classmates, forcing Julian to suppress his desire to play with his Barbies and driving him to keep that part of his social life more and more concealed. It wasn't until high school and the subsequent rise of the hip-hop movement that Julian had found his niche. He knew it was he that needed to be the champion of hip-hop music and bring it to others. His mission to bring hip-hop to the masses, as noble a cause as it was, was not an easy one for the diminutive team. 
Being a thin, short, geeky, late-blooming boy in a French-speaking, jock-dominated high school proved to be somewhat difficult. It seems that the most difficult thing about bringing hip-hop music to a French-speaking society is in fact the actual phrase hip-hop. As those who speak even the smallest amount of French know that the letter H or H is an unpronounced letter. For example, to tell someone to go to the residence of the devil, one would say, Tuela, go to LA. So you can imagine contorted faces of his peers as Julian tried to explain what hip-hop was. Most times he ended up headfirst in a trash can with his underwear extended well beyond the limits outside of his pants. As luck would have it, Julian's quest took a turn for the good in the summer of his senior year in high school. The onset of puberty and all the physical and emotional maturation it entails morphed Julian's voice from the sound of a squeaking hamster wheel to the smooth baritone voice of a very white, very white. It was also at this time that his high school, L'Ecole Secondaire de Merp, finished its very first ever low-frequency FM radio station. Julian applied for an early morning slot from 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock every day. Rather than try to call his program the Ip Up Hour, Julian started calling his show simply Julian Smith's Music Time. La Tombe de Musique avec Julian Smith. Things went swimmingly for several weeks, with Julian receiving more compliments from his peers than visits to the trash cans. This was good for Julian's ego as well as for his underwear inventory. As luck would have it, Julian's path in life would take a crazy Ivan one fateful day. It seems that during a swimming lesson at the local pool during physical education class, Julian's good friend Lester, a non-swimmer, jumped into an area of the pool whose depth far exceeded his comfort level, causing him to panic and make a general ass of himself. During the bus ride back to school, Julian was heard to say, Wow, you were really in over your head there, weren't you? The proverbial light bulb lit several inches above his head and an audible ringing sound clued Julian into two ideas. The first was that he would never go swimming with Crazy Lester again. And the second was now he had a title for his radio program at the high school radio show. And the rest, as they say, is history. Julian is the host of the In Over Your Head podcast and the outspoken person for Teach a Friend to Swim So They Don't Embarrass You Even If They Fall In Society. I hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Uninformed Biography, exclusively found in the Anticast podcast. I've been your host, Pete Moss. May the stars always be above you, unless you're upside down. The Uninformed Biography, who knows how it really went down anyway. The Uninformed Biography, who the hell knows how it went down anyway. that that's my little boy running around upstairs anyways let's look at our poll from last week what's the worst valentine there he goes again I must be doing laps anyway what's the worst valentine gift ever we had uh, eight respondents uh in this uh week week-long poll sorry just has some bodily function to care of here okay all right, the worst Valentine's gift ever. Probably this podcast is the worst ever. Never mind, let's go on. All right, no one took severed monkey pot. Thank goodness no one's ever got one of those suckers. Uh, a big ball of earwax. No, no, no one took that bait. Uh, Ice and Snowstorm 2007. Must be someone locally here. Uh, one person said that. Uh, one person thought a, uh, a llama 
was in fact a, a, a bad Valentine's gift. I, I tend to agree with that. Uh, secondly, uh, another, one other person said a toaster oven. Somebody else said a worst pa- Valentine gift ever was a ponytail. Ponytail? It's a Valentine's gift. I guess if it's, I guess if it's got a nice bowl with some chocolate on it. Uh, one person had given a Valentine's gift as a vibrator with the wrong batteries. I guess uh, that wasn't very popular. Uh, somebody else, uh, this is a, a, a contributed one. Uh, someone uh, either gave or received a half-eaten box of candy. And topping our list this week, uh, two people actually uh, had a card that said, I found someone prettier and better, so I'm breaking up with you. And um, boy, that would suck. Woohoo! Anyways, thank you very much for your participation, and uh, and I haven't got a, I haven't really thought of a, a, a poll for this week, but uh, check back at the AndyCast site www.andycast.net, and we'll have a new one up for next time. Okay, so that wraps up this week's show. I'm really not sure how long it is because I'm sort of recording this out of sequence for once. Usually, I do it uh, all in line and then edit as I go, but this time I need to get all my recording done uh, right away, and um, you really didn't need to know that, but I'm sharing anyway, so there you go. Thank you very much to Dr. Julian Smith, well, I don't know if he's a doctor, but Julian Smith over at the In Over Over Your Head podcast for uh, being a good sport about uh, this week's, uh, in advance, (laughs) I hope he's a good sport, I thought I could be hell. (laughs) Anyways, thank you very much, Julian Smith, I think I'm sure he'll get a kick out of it. Thank you very much to Dave and Heather, uh, the two boobs, over at twoboobsandababy.com for being so uh, supportive and uh, enjoying their uninformed biography from last week. And if you haven't heard last week's show, please, I just hit the pop filter. Just like that. <laughs> Go figure. I'm using my hands. I'm getting all animated here. Go check out Dave and Heather's show, www.twoboobsandababy.com. And check last week's show, number 43, over at the Andycast. Speaking of the end, well, I'll get to that later in just a second. Thank you very much to Jennifer and Alan over at the DinkyCast. Uh, you can check out their show, www.dinkycast.com, for their gracious comments. Thank you very much to Charles from Mostly News. Uh, gave me like back-to-back-to-back-to-back comments on two different shows. And uh, hey, Charles, thank you for, uh, for giving me those little bumpers that you uh supplied for me and uh, work those into the show somehow <laughs> anyways thank you very much to Rusty Bender for dropping by and saying hi and yes Rusty I am still here um, but uh, thank you for for, for uh, offering to send the search party uh, I really appreciate that thank you very much to Matt Hyde from the Hyde Pod Corner podcast uh, for email and for a link on his podcast and thinking that um, my show's neat <laughs> go figure and uh, and you're welcome Matt <laughs> welcome Matt Get it. Welcome. Uh, you've probably heard that a few times, huh? Again, the Podcast Peer Awards are still going on. Podcastpeers.org. Uh, voting concludes in a couple of weeks. Uh, beginning of March, everything's uh, shutting down. So I'm still still in the running. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to hope in hell, basically. That's, uh, that's, that's all it. If you're a podcaster and you have yet to vote in the fiction category, you've probably already voted for Dr. Floyd. But hey, if you haven't, head on over and, uh, and send the Anycast a, a, you know, a little little pat on the back, I guess. I don't know. And speaking of pats on the back, I have to give a couple of pats back to Vicky from the Beat and Embrace, who did a complete rework of the AndyCast site. You have to go and check it out. It's amazing. She did a little caricature and everything. www.andycast.net. Please, please do go there and, and take a look. Um, and uh, l- let us know what you think. Uh, it's If you like orange, it's, it's oh boy, it's an orangey site. 
Um, there's still some more things that are being slapped up there, so it's you know still in a state of flux. But hey, it's damn decent. And if you like what you hear here, please tell a friend or two, or three, or eleven. And you can get in touch with me any number of ways. You can call Seattle, and I'll run over and pick up the phone. 206-339-2639. That's 206-339-ANDY. Easy. So so simple. Even I can remember it. Email. Please send email to andycast at gmail.com. And if you are on the AndyCast site listening and you have a microphone attached to your computer, please send me an audio before they get sold. <laughs> Audio's for sale. And I might lose my audio recorder. Please, somebody use it. Please. So until next time, thanks very much for listening. So long, sucker. No, so I'm going to cut that out. So long, sucker. So until next time, thanks for listening. Bye-bye. And who better than the whitest guy on the planet to bring the people's... As this is uninformed biography, we present a brief biography of Julian with absolutely no rehabilitation. It's not a good idea. Any rebroadcast in full or in part without the... <laughs> Returning home from... Now I lost my accent. Several pink frilly dresses with Julianne in braided... Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben settle... The gathered crowd... Not only at the fact that they had been duped by the young Smithy fan... Hmm, working out the spit filter. And immediately packed all their bronc... The Smithy parents were mortified. What? Julian caught... And is the outspoken person for the teacher friend to swim so that they don't...